When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome once again to Talking Real Money Daily. I'm Don McDonald. The long holiday weekend is over. Back to work until our next long holiday weekend, which is what? Oh, Fourth of July. So it's a while. Glad you could stop by. Please remember, you can call your questions in to the show, either to the podcast at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can also call us live on Saturday afternoons when we do our radio show that becomes a podcast, which, by the way, last Saturday's show will air tomorrow. And that number is still 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can also send questions in via our website, which is TalkingRealMoney.com, which also has all kinds of great stuff. Uh, You can also set up appointments to actually get longer, more involved questions answered by one of our 100% all-the-time fiduciary advisors at no cost or expense or obligation or even with a sales pitch. We're not going to manage your portfolio for life for free. That would be dumb. We will charge for that. But if you just want some help on a little bit of a something, then set up an appointment on our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. Today's Wall Street Journal and an interesting article about municipal bonds. We haven't talked much about municipal bonds on the show or the podcasts. Um, They're appropriate for the bond portion of your portfolio in many, many, many cases if you're in a very high tax bracket because you don't pay federal income tax on municipal bond funds or municipal bonds. They're tax-free at a federal level, sometimes at a state level, but I'm not going to get into those details. This article really, though, is about the fact that investors like you are doing, we, we do this all the time, and you're doing it right now. You're stretching for yield. You're trying to find something that makes more money, and today's Hot something are high-yielding municipal bonds. We think that because they're pseudo-governmental, that municipal bonds are very, very safe. And some of them are if they're issued by very, very credit-worthy municipalities or states or counties or whatever it might be, or if they're backed by a significant revenue stream. Better, better if it's the full faith and credit of a AAA community of some sort or if they have insurance. But there are municipal bonds just like there are corporate bonds that are junk, except they call them high yield. They're junk, called high yield. High yield sounds better than junk. And people have been pouring money in to junk municipal bond funds. At I, I, I've never seen a higher level than this. In so far in 2019, it's over eight billion dollars in junk bond funds, 
muni junk bond funds. To put that in perspective, last year the net inflow was $1.5 billion, and in 2011 there was actually a net outflow of $2.5 billion. As a matter of fact, the only time when it's been even close was in 16 when it was $5.7 billion. People are looking only at the yields. They're not looking at the risk. And a lot of these bonds are true junk. They have no ratings. They're not backed by full faith and credit of governments. Uh, they mentioned one in the article, which is of interest to me because I, I live in Florida, and that is the now, it used to be called Brightline. They're now called Virgin Trains. But if you think because Richard Branson is behind it that it's guaranteed to do something, you'd be wrong because Virgin borrowed $1.8 billion to build this rail line between Miami and Tampa through Orlando, and it is unrated paper, unrated paper. And they got a better rate than they thought because the market is insane to buy this stuff. This is crazy. And Virgin's going to be looking for another billion dollars for a project that could this go utterly bankrupt? Yeah. One, it's a train. I like trains, but they don't do well. And two, it's in Florida, a place where dreams often go to die. I can tell you from some firsthand experience in the county in which I live that floated some low-rated paper to uh, pay for a toll road that shouldn't have been a toll road, uh, and the, the county taxpayers are paying through the nose for it. Well, actually, I think it was rated paper. You know, and the county taxpayers are being uh, being raked over the coals for this deal these deals can go bad no matter how great the expectations or the projections are it's not likely a lot of people in florida are gonna hop on a train to go to disney world at least not from miami not from anywhere so anyway the risks are high and you've got to remember that when something has a high yield it is not likely to be safe and the yield, for example, the yield right now on American Century's high-yield municipal fund is 3.14% because it has a lot. It doesn't have a lot. About It's about 60% junk or lower-rated paper. Uh, I think like 29% was totally unrated paper. To, again, put that in perspective, when I looked at uh, Vanguard's high-yield tax-exempt fund, it's yielding quite a bit less, 2.79%. And uh, it has, what's the quality like I just had it? Uh, they only have about 14% of their paper in the junk, quad, uh, junk category. Uh, so there are differences even between the funds you might buy. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for a higher yield, yeah, go to the Vanguard instead because it's it's a slightly higher quality but the reality is that with that with that many people with that much money pouring into these funds it has raised the prices of the bonds lowered the returns and in some cases you're going to get better after tax returns in taxable paper because of this rush
855-935-TALK is the number, 855-935-8255. Give us a call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave a question on our little electronic service thing, and I will answer them as best I can during the course of our daily podcast. And let's take a call right now. Hey, Don. My name is uh, Jerry. Hey, my question is is about gold in a portfolio, whether it be a, be a physical metal, uh, a gold stock, or stock in a mining company. Uh, does that have a place in a portfolio? And what percentage of a portfolio should that, uh, should that be to, uh, to provide some good diversification and safety? Anyway, gold, silver, and other precious metals like that is uh, what I'm interested in. Thank you. I like investments that have the potential to actually create wealth that either create wealth or like the bonds we were talking about earlier, pay you dividends, pay you interest for using your wealth, gold and other precious metals do neither. There is no dividend on gold. Gold pays nothing. Gold is not like a company which can grow bigger by earning more money. Gold doesn't earn money. Gold does nothing. Gold has in the past served as a store of wealth, but we're still stuck in those, those dark ages of money. We still have that mentality that takes a while to eliminate. I'll give you a, a, a good example. You see, in the... 19th century in America, if you wanted to move money from one place to another, from the East Coast to the West Coast, for example, you couldn't, you, 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 there wasn't, they weren't wiring money yet, although they were getting to that. They had uh, late 19th century, they had the telegraph. No, the way they shipped money from one place to another was they put it on a train or a stagecoach or something and moved it from one place to another. Now, it was you could ship paper money, but there were there wasn't a lot of faith in the paper that existed back then, particularly right after the war. I mean, you had Confederate paper that became worthless. You still had some local bills. There was the beginning of a very sound federal currency. But the easiest way to ship a lot of money, big quantities of it, was to convert it to silver for smaller quantities or gold for larger quantities. Gold was like the $100 bills and silver was like the $10 bills. Uh, you could ship a, a lot more money via gold. So we assigned these values. It was a way to move money from one place to another to exchange something for something else. Doesn't mean it has any value. We just assigned value to it. Now we assign value to zeros and ones. And I, well, I, I would never suggest that you buy a Bitcoin fund never would because Bitcoin can't make itself more valuable or any other, nor any other cyber currency, cryptocurrency. Gold is the same kind of thing. It cannot make itself more valuable. It only becomes more valuable when we think it's more valuable. And as for the argument that it's a safe store of wealth in dire economic times, when in modern history have we ever had economic times that dire around the planet might have happened a few times locally but you still got over it if it's so bad that it destroys the monetary system for the entire planet think about it for a minute 
Are you going to want a piece of shiny golden colored metal? Or are you going to want your next meal? A shelter. Safety for your family. I don't want that gold. Nobody's going to want your silly gold. So, no, I hate gold. Hate gold as an investment. Hate it. Always have hated it. Don't think it has any, any purpose in a portfolio whatsoever. And remember, if you have a globally diversified portfolio of stocks, you're going to own some gold. It's in there. Proportionately, you have gold mining stocks and some companies that own gold, that have gold in their, in their vault. So you have gold. It's just not too much. And if you get it on your own, you'll have too much. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you get a chance, tell a friend or two about the podcast. Absolutely go subscribe to it on a major podcast service, particularly Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.